What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Shock Factor, where I, Stephen Shock, am joined by the beautiful, the handsome, the mustached Jake Mintz. Jake, I'm outstanding. how are we doing? No Jordan Schusterman this week. Jordan actually bumped oh. an umpire on Friday night, and he's locked up in Florence Supermax prison for his act of violence. Well, everyone who knows Jordan, you know he's a bit of a wild card, so this makes sense. It really does. Yeah, the funny thing about if if he bumps you, it does you can't feel it because he's he's six one, one hundred and eight pounds, <laughs> soaking wet. <laughs> it's like rubbing up against a tree. Anyway, no Jordan this week. He's in the car. He's driving back from a wedding. Not his. I would be there. Steven's on the on the edge of the guest list. We'll talk about that at a later date. But we're here today to talk about uh, collegiate baseball. Probably one of my favorite types of baseball. Specifically, Division One collegiate baseball, the best uh, at baseball of any of the collegiate players a, as a kind of a large sample that's size. That's a pretty good name for a website, don't you think? Collegiate baseball? Well, Division One baseball or something like that. Or D1. Yeah, we should or... probably we should tell that to somebody. Anyway, this podcast, Shock Factor, is sponsored by S2 Cognition. Feel, feel the magic. That's not their tagline. <laughs> But uh, could be. <laughs> I kind of love it. Should be. Could, could be, should be. Uh, the season is drawing to a close rapidly. It's starting to get hot. That time of year where opening your windows for air conditioning isn't just going to isn't gonna do it mm-hmm. anymore. Might have to turn the heater on. That means that the Division I baseball season, it's, it, the, the, the weeks are ticking down. A lot of important games happening. But we're not going to talk about any of that shit. It's raccoon time, Stephen You're Shock. You're damn right. You're damn right. So... Arkansas had debatably one of the worst promotions ever. I don't know if it was the petting zoo day or bring your raccoon to the park day, but either one, it did not end up well for the raccoon. And there was, there's videos circulating. If you're involved in college baseball, Twitter, you've likely seen this where Grant Harmon is just holding this raccoon up by its, up by its little, the nape of its neck. I believe, I don't know the anatomy. I'm not a veterinarian, but is is that the right terminology? No, I don't think that like the neck location differs for certain rodents. So please. Go okay, on. so probably the neck, not in a malicious way. And he took care of the animal in a very humane, very safe way, which I respect. But I, uh, you know, nothing to see here, Peta. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, Peta. Move along, Peta. And and he gave the raccoon snacks at the end. He didn't, but if Peter's listening, I think we just saved ourselves. Yeah, I think he made a hat out of it. Anyway, <laughs> this gentleman just sitting in the stands enjoying an old baseball game and knock, knock, who's there? A raccoon, or as I call it, a raccoon. Okay. And he just kind of holds it up like it's a trophy. Like, hey, I caught this damn thing. Looky here. And when you go to when you go to the ball yard, you expect to see some homers a strikeout or, or two, uh, maybe grab a beer. You're not expecting to have a brush with rabies. No. And I would say, as a northerner, I've never had a brush with a raccoon. But I could imagine that in Arkansas, this gentleman had seen wild animals before. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe it. He he was on air with the SEC network. They brought him into the studio, which made me happy. I love stuff like that. The same night the or next the following night? day? The same night he was That's- busy getting rabies vaccines. Um, yeah. So Wait, really? Yeah. 
So this was one of the things I don't, I'm not one of those big political people, but I did ask someone if they are vaccinated and it was for the rabies vaccine. And, you know, I just reached out to him. I was like, Jake, you, you want to say something? That's so good. Yo, you get the shot, dude. You get the shot, bro. You get the, you get the Moderna, the Moderna rabies. I literally DM'd him and I was like, are you vaxxed? Just to be clear, rabies vax. Rabies vax. That's where I lie. But I said, hey, man, you know, I report for D1 baseball of sorts. One, congrats on wrangling the raccoon. Two, do you have a rabies shot? And three, this is, in my opinion, arguably the most important question. Did you check the raccoon's pocket for tickets before taking him out of the game? Because... Got to. Because what if? What if he's a season ticket holder? What if he is the biggest donor for Arkansas? That whole stadium, all a bomb walker is from Mr. Moneybags of the Raccoon. People don't know this, but Bomb Walker himself, a raccoon. Yeah, exactly. And they're just going to throw who, – who are we to throw him out of his yard? But in his response, he said, I got the first round of rabies shots last night after everything went down. A few more times within the next two weeks to get follow-up shots. And he checked his pockets. The pockets were empty, strange enough. Seemed like he had just – Seemed like he had just gotten there and was looking for, he was heading for my cold beers, which. Oh, no. Oh, God, get him out of here. The last thing we need is a drunk rabid raccoon like that. I, I have some thoughts. Do you think this was like a plant that, that, that like Arkansas, like had a little rally raccoon action? You know, you see certain rally animals popping up around baseball from time to time and. Like, you know, the Razorbacks were trying to get the team going, and they just released an animal into the stands. I think that's a good point, and I'm going to raise you. This is what I think was happening. The wave has been around baseball for centuries, correct? Yeah, as has rabies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Michael Scott has raised awareness for rabies, which we got to tip our cap to him. But the wave has been dying. And I don't know where people stand on the wave. As a former player, I didn't really care. I wasn't really paying attention. But in order to get the wave back, they said, hey, raccoon, you're going to run around the stand. Everybody's going to stand up when they see you, sit back down when they don't. It was literally, they. Arkansas is pro-wave. That's what this is. Mm, it's a wave catalyst. Yeah, and, you know, maybe it's not a rally raccoon, so to say, but get the crowd into it, get the crowd fired up, get them waving. All yeah. the players are looking around saying, damn, these people are doing the wave for me. They just stood up. The back of their knees are probably getting sweaty from doing that in this Arkansas heat. So yeah. I got to play better. I got to elevate my game for them. I, I, I love this. Last thing I'll say, okay. If Arkansas hosts, I think they got to release an actual razor back in the crowd. Like give me a wild hog. <laughs> Clip clapping its way through like the visiting southeastern Louisiana fan section. <laughs> all right, that's all I got to say and about that. Uh, let's let's talk about some actual baseball games. Yeah, sure. You know, because they did play games. It wasn't just um, a hunt Mm-mm. this weekend for animals. Uh, I would say the biggest news of the weekend: Ole Miss sweeping LSU in Baton Rouge on the road. Ole Miss, a team that looked uh, deader than a dead raccoon a couple weeks ago. They were four and twelve. Is back from resurrected, Stephen. Easter happened, and here they are. You kidding me? Here they you are. Kidding me? I've... More like, more like new miss. Someone should write. 
two separate books about this. Actually, a lot of books and segment them into two segments. Yeah. yeah. You went to Catholic school. I'm Jewish, so I don't, I don't know okay. anything Five about Okay, five books then. Five books, I believe. Five <laughs> yeah. books? Thanks, dog. I appreciate it. For, the, for Thank your you. Jewish listeners. <laughs> but yeah, man, Ole Miss wearing, uh, wearing the nice powder blues, taking the third game of the series today against LSU. And I got to tip my cap again. I know we've done it before. We've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Dylan Delush is putting his money where his mouth is. He's been – he is – I think it's been super good. I dude. think he walked into the locker room and said, Hey guys, what the fuck? You're making me look like an asshole. After that Tennessee game that they lost, after he said all the things. And they were like, Okay, well, Dylan's our boy. When we're at parties, he's the first one to drink out of his shoe. We got to pick him up. We can't have him looking foolish. And they have. Is re- they ha- they've done a great job Friday night, like going. I know LSU starting pitching has been like kind of a disaster recently. Blake Money's been meh, but Dylan Delucia in the box, seven innings, three earned runs, nine strikeouts, just two walks, like 117 pitches. If you're gonna do what he did and make fun of, you know, make make excuses, he has followed up the walk, follow up the talk with the walk, and that's really all you can ask. For. Which I love. I love that. I think that's great for him. I mean, throwing seven innings in the box cannot be easy. I never did it, but I imagine it's difficult. That, like, they might be great fans, but I cannot imagine they are nice during the games. Did you throw seven innings anywhere? Uh, high school, but throwing in how'd the, that go for you? Throwing in the high school, it, it went pretty well. I think I did pretty good, pretty good high school wise. Throwing in the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, which. Ten points to ten points to Gryffindor. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> other series that caught your eye over the weekend, Mr. Shock. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Watching uh, who was it? It was uh, Clemson, Virginia. If you've ever heard of them, mm. it has. I've heard of Virginia. Yeah, yeah my friend Steve. Yeah, there. believe it or not, I pay pretty big attention to them. That was one that I think. Uh, it. You know, obviously I'm going to watch it because I love it. The next game starts at 8.30, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to win it, but they split. The first game was kind of just a wash game. Uh, It was one of those situations where they were tied for 12 hours because the game got suspended. Um, Oh, you just got to sit and and think about (laughs) your – Mississippi State and Texas A&M, I think it it was a close series the first two days, I believe. I think think Mississippi – I, I got kind of lost watching this game. And the reason I got lost is pretty simple. Both teams are wearing the exact same color. And that throws me oh, off. I don't know how you feel wall. about it. but Okay, well, actually, I do know how you feel about it now. It drives you up the wall. Why does it drive you up the wall? Up the wall. Because I can't tell. Just make a phone call. Hey, what are you wearing today? Hey, what are you wearing today? I don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look stupid. It's just stupid. Yeah, and okay, I'll wear what you're wearing. That way, that way, I don't get embarrassed if someone else shows up in something different. Um, exactly. Oregon State and Arizona was weird. I will, I will say that was weird. It was something I didn't expect because I am working more to watch Pac-12 baseball. You're doing it. You're doing the. Work? I'm trying. I am trying my hardest. And you know, Oregon State losing to Arizona ten to five. That's kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but kind of crazy. As, as someone who's been to Oregon State's campus, I, I can confirm that it's pretty wild. They have a cool uh, field. But, yeah, man, 
it, it, we had a, a bunch of the top teams this weekend dropping series. Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Miami, Louisville, all in the top 10, all not winning the majority of their games this weekend. And, you know, again, I, I would say that I've been watching college baseball closely-ish for about three or four years now. And this is like the most jumbled I think it's been at the top. Obviously, Tennessee, we feel pretty good. Yeah, I think they're good. Anybody with eyeballs and an internet connection thinks they're the number one team in the country. But And Oregon State's probably number two behind that. But then it's just like a jambalaya of confusion. <laughs> That's for our SEC listeners, the jambalaya plug. <laughs> jambalaya just means more, Mr. Shock. It does. It just means more. But yeah, it's, it's odd because like when I sit down to watch games, I don't really know what to do. To what to watch in some ways it's nice because a lot i feel like a lot of games are close yeah you know what i mean There's, there are very few dominant pitchers there are very few dominant teams um, you know what i really need go ahead. what i think would be a fantastic function on the espn app you know yeah. how on netflix when you're choosing a show to watch it says just play something yes. i need that i need that randomizer where it just like throws on a random game and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll watch this one then. It, it's like, it's hard for me to choose most of the time because I just, I want to watch every game. I really do. I don't know how to do that quad squaring function that other people know how to do because I'm not smart like that. Yeah, I'm built different. I'm built different. <laughs> I'm just built a little bit dumber, you know? I guess you are. The last thing we want to talk about before we get to our ad break, Mr. Shock, is with the season drawing to a close, that means it's time for Senior mm -hmm. Day. And I was thinking about Senior Day, and then I was thinking about Junior Day, and how the best players in college baseball never get to do Senior Day. Yeah, where's right? their friend they, jersey? And they, they end up getting drafted, they leave after junior year, even sometimes sophomore year. And at first I was like, that's not fair. So... But then my mind changed. But I'll, I'll, let me just ask you the question. Should there be a junior day? I believe so. Because, you know, you get great players. The people who are getting drafted are getting drafted because they did great things for the school, you know? It's not like it's not like the kid who sat the bench and didn't contribute to helping a win. And I'm not knocking bench players. Bench guys can bring the energy and help teams win. I truly believe that. But the guys who are on on the field, hitting third, just doing work, getting 80 RBIs for their school. They're getting picked up, and they don't get the free jersey? I mean, what's the point of playing college baseball if you don't get the so, free jersey? At first, that was my thought, right? It's like it's silly that, like, Jack Leiter didn't get, like, a goodbye, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, he can go buy a jersey because he just got paid, like, $8 million. <laughs> So I think that no junior day. I'm, I've decided I'm anti-junior day. <laughs> I think you only get senior day if senior day is, is like it's cute. It's right? adorable. It, it's a it's a participation trophy in a it, way. It really a is. One. It's a good one though. And to to me, it's like a celebration of where all the seniors are equal in when they walk out. <laughs> the, the the dudes who didn't play at all and the all Americans are walking out holding their mom's hand with a, a bouquet of roses together. In that moment it's not about how good you were, it's that you made it to the end. You graduated college baseball. And I think that we can't be just giving these juniors everything in the world because they're already good. Like they have they get to keep playing. They're not done. Yeah, that's fair. And so I am I'm anti sophomore day. I'm anti junior day. 
I'm pro senior day. I think there should be a special fifth year day for all I, the fifth year seniors across the country. It should be like a Wednesday night midweek. And you don't get and no one should you come. don't get a jersey, but you get like a cutout of the pizza box from whatever last road trip you had where the whole team got pizzas. Your parents can't come, only your least favorite uncle gets to be there with you. <laughs> that is what junior day is guys. all about. Or fifth year day, sorry. Fifth year day. Sorry, I was Tim reading Elko, junior. Right? Tim Elko's out there. Yeah, I got Tim Elko's least favorite uncle rolling through. <laughs> He's just kind of upset that he got picked, but still happy to be there. It's like, damn, downside, I'm Tim's least favorite uncle. Upside, free tickets. Yeah. I was fortunate because I transferred after I graduated. So I got two senior days where I got two free jerseys because I'm an economic thinker. But looking at junior day, I do have a thought on this. Ryan Zimmerman, who you've heard of Ryan Zimmerman, correct? Okay. Small, small household name. Um, He got drafted as a junior, went on to play professionally, never got his senior day. But yeah. He did it right because he was like, I still want that freaking jersey. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a badass in the MLB for a number of years. And then they're going to have a Ryan Zimmerman day where they retire my jersey and give it to me then. He did not only get a jersey, but he also got a base. And no one can ever have that Mm. jersey ever again, which I think is the right way of doing it. Yeah, I think think we should retire more jerseys at the college level. I think, and it shouldn't just be for on the field stuff. It should be like great jokes. Yes. Like I think if you told a, a, an absolute banger on the bus, like put it in the rafters. Yes. So, little side note. I'm thinking. Do you have a joke that think you think would retire your number? Like like one specific one specific joke. Because I don't know why for my career. I don't know why, but one came to my mind. I'd love to hear yours though. I don't think I have one. You go okay, first. so when I got to UVA, obviously very intense program. They do things the right way, but I'm a bit of a laid-back guy. I don't know if you've noticed that. Some people might, might yeah. be able to pick up on it. But we had one coach who, his name's Coach Mack. He's a beast. I love the dude. But every time you would ask him, hey, Coach Mack, how's your day going? He would go, great, how about you? And if you said anything less than great, he would just respond one nothing. Because he beat you in that conversation. So about a weekend, mm. and he's like a big dude. People are scared of him. I am a dipshit, so I was not as scared. Still love the guy. Still respect him. But first weekend, I, I've just been getting dominated with this conversation. I'm going through the McDonald's drive through And I'm filming myself because I'm like, I need to win at least one. I'm going through the drive through The woman says, hey, how are you doing today? And I was like, I am fantastic. How are you? And she said, great. And I just go one nothing. Pick up my burrito, my breakfast burrito, drive away. I send it to our team group chat, and everybody's like, "Steve, you are a fucking moron." But this made us laugh. Someone sends it to Coach Mac, and the next day at practice, he asks me about it, and he just goes, "You shouldn't be putting that in your body." But that was funny. That's my joke. That and like, if you're getting retired for a joke, the ceremony <laughs> needs to be different. Sure, the jersey needs to hang in the rafters and be, you know, memorialized. But the hanging process needs to be you going there with Party City helium balloons, like 10 of them. And you staple them to your jersey and it just goes up. That way a month later it's unretired. Like Mario Kart (laughs) with the balloons. Exactly. I do not have a joke that stands out and therefore I will not be 
fishing through my brain to find one. I believe you do. It is time for our. Maybe I'll look for it eventually. And, and yeah, talk about it later. Uh, it's time for our ad read, uh, our fake ad read. Um, so today's podcast, Stephen Shock, is brought to you by getting a job. Is your college baseball career over or about to come to an end? Did you not realize this would happen one day? Try getting a job. It's the best way to earn money that you can use later to pay for stuff that you need, like food, water, or a brand new glove that you'll never use because like I said before, your career is over. No, your meal points do not carry over into adulthood. And those snacks that show up in between Sunday doubleheaders, well, unless you're moving in with Miss Jenkins, those are gone too. Hundreds of former college baseball players can attest to the merits of getting a job. I have a job. Jordan has a job. Hell, even Steven has a job. <laughs> so before you toss on that cap and gown and toss away those spikes, make sure you try and get a job. Or, you know, apply for another year of eligibility. Do your thing. Either one works. Get a job. <laughs> How, well, let's get a testimonial. Steve, have you gotten a job? I have gotten a job. I had a job while I was playing, actually, which was weird. Many yeah, do. first licensed insurer to pitch in the College World Series. I got that to my name. But I, I did get a job, and here's the thing about it. Money is freaking tight, especially fresh yeah. out of college. When you start making money, you can buy literally, as long as it's not like a yacht, a plane, or a car, even a car, you can buy that stuff with money. You don't even need a lot of it. You just need to tell the bank you can get more of it eventually. And that's how you get a car, from my understanding. But having a job, it's the cat's pajamas. You can pay for things. Wow. You can, you, you know how when you're young, you're like, damn. You're at the store. You're like, hey, mom, could you buy this for me? You want to know how she could do it? She got a freaking job. Or dad's got a sick job and mom doesn't have to work. Both are cool. Or, or inheritance. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Anyway, thank you to our sponsor, Getting a Job, for uh, tossing in some money for this week's pod. Our sponsor, Getting a Job, could afford that because they probably have a job. Yeah. All right. All you got to do is tell people you have that degree and then talk to them about baseball. Literally any job interview. You can bring in baseball and people get excited. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is about baseball, but use it. Use it to your advantage. People love the sport. All right, let's time. Uh, let's uh, let's do some uh, show and go. Yeah, sure. Mr. Shock. First up, first up on our list, Griffin Dorsey. He is big and strong. We said that last week, and I'll say it again this week. And next week, guess what? I probably might say it again. He is built like two people. Yeah, two people taped together. But not two people stacked on top of one mm -mm. another. Two people like, it's kind of like two people hugging and then taped together <laughs> just from a width perspective. This gentleman hit a 513-foot home run. I, anything that starts with a five is nuts, but I don't want to underrate the 13. When you watch the video of this, there's no ball flight. There's a swing, a camera pan, it's gone. and there it goes into the ether. He. He hit 926 total feet of home runs, and it was only two home runs. You say 926, most people are like, okay, three wall scrapers, sure. Uh-uh. I know that Oklahoma State lost the series, but did they? Because I 
didn't see any Texas Tech highlights this weekend. <laughs> Last thing about this. He hits the ball, and right, the camera pans, and it's gone forever. And then you just see the sign in left field at their stadium that says, make it happen. It's like, he did. He made it make happen. Make it happen. I, I, one uh, thing I love about him is he posted a TikTok of, like, his transformation body-wise throughout his baseball career. Obviously, the kid's super strong, but his freshman year, like, I'm sure he'd say it. He was a little pudgy, no tattoos. I think what helps him out is throughout the four years, five years of college, he got a full arm sleeve. I mean, he got jacked mm. in the process, but the the arm sleeve, I think, is what really does it. If you're playing against anybody with a full tat arm sleeve, sliders. I'm not. I'm not throwing strikes. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> no. No shot. Uh, no. Four. We're gonna. We're gonna go ahead and put. Yeah, him I think on. I'm gonna walk him. Just tell the umpire. You don't even have to throw him anymore. Umpire already knows. <laughs> a guy just walks up to the plate, full arm sleep, first base. There are, there are 18-year-olds who have to pitch to this guy. 18-year-olds. Oh, wow, they're like prepubescent. And this guy's <laughs> spent like 28 hours in the, in the tattoo chair. Yeah, these kids are afraid of flu shots, and he is just getting the needle to the arm for constant times. You know that guy's got a rabies shot. All right, next dude to talk about, Enrique Bradfield Jr., the most electric man in college baseball. It's not old yet. It's no. not. There are players who hi- whose highlights I get bored of them, and I understand we talk about him in Tennessee all the time, but guess what? It's entertaining. He's so good at baseball. He's just so good. But he's so good at baseball in the best way. Like, he, he's not built like Griffin no. Rushing. I would say that Enrique Bradfield is built like a – a half of a person. Yeah. But the thing is... He's a tiny, skinny little guy. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. If I could have the most power in college baseball or the most speed in baseball, I think I'd choose speed. Yeah, because it's more applicable to your real life outside of it. Like, if you're ever late to stuff, <laughs> you, you, you just turn on the you, afterburner. You know who's never late? Enrique Bradfield. He's always on time. Yeah. Oh, I'm running behind? Let me sprint yeah. faster than you there. He's also, the, the thing that's great about him is he, there are defenders who, uh, in center field, who have elite speed, and there are defenders with great jumps, and he has both top of the scale. And it, when he makes great catches, he's not like diving for show. He's catching the ball at the end of a full extension dive. He doesn't dive for fun. He dives for purpose. Yeah, which I personally love. It's like, hey, Enrique Bradfield Jr. dove for this ball. Do you think someone else could have caught it? No, because he ran 100% route efficiency and full extension. The only person who could have caught it is Enrique Bradfield Jr. in four years if he grows. That's the only other person. Which, Uh, and he also hits home runs. He also hits home runs. Sometimes. Uh, Next up. Uh, Missouri State baseball gentleman named uh, Rian Rian or Ryan Rodriguez uh, sang the national anthem. He is a member of the team. Uh, And you tweeted this, but the best part of this is that he sings the national anthem and then runs back to the dugout. (laughs) And everyone is just hyped. You would have thought he hit a walk-off bomb just based on – because, I mean, like, in college baseball, especially summer ball, There's always games where it's like, okay, this little kid's going to sing the national anthem. It'll be cute. It sucks. Or like, oh, this guest is going to sing it, and they suck. And you got to fight through it and be like, ugh, okay, don't laugh because, you know, this is the nation we're talking about. 
but he killed it. Like, it wasn't just a, oh, this is cute, he's a player, and he can sing a little bit. This dude can really sing. And Yeah, he's got real pipes. He's got real pipes. Uh, the other thing about this is there's nobody at this game. There's nobody yeah, there. Yeah, no stage And right. so I, I, I was watching a clip of uh, Jack Harlow uh, on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other day, and there was, like, Fallon, like, pulls out a picture of, like, Jack Harlow's, like, first ever concert. He's, like, it's, like, him performing in front of, like, nine people. <laughs> Maybe this is the start of something for Mr. Rodriguez, right? Like we look back and say, wow, he was, I remember him and he was performing in front of the Missouri state baseball team and seven fans. Three years from now, he's going to watch horses run with Drake. Think about that. Probably not. Maybe. Probably but not. Maybe. But maybe. <laughs> I once had an assistant coach do this before. Really? Today. How did yes. that go? He wore a full suit. Uh, he wore a full suit and did the anthem in a full suit and then changed and coached. I want to be your assistant coach's friend. <laughs> it was a crazy move. And he could really sing. Like, that guy could really sing. I think Rodriguez, I don't want to be a hater. It's a good voice. Yeah. Clearly nervous. Clearly nervous. Not an elite voice. I would love for someone to go full, like, Marvin Gaye, hit, do some runs, like, get really, really after it. That would really hype up. Hype up the boys. You do this during the College World Series. That's another oh my level, God. too. That'd be oh, great. my God. You That'd do it in the SEC, it just means more. It does. And you know they love the more. anthem down there. It's like their second favorite song. Cotton Eye Joe Behind. being first. I, I tweeted about <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe should be removed from college baseball, and the Southeastern Conference did not like that tweet. Um, yeah, they got they got more mad. It means more. Uh <laughs> Northeastern uh, bringing the bullpen shenanigans yet again. Mid-game ice bucket challenge. Do we know who was getting bucketed? Do you think this person was still eligible to pitch that day? I couldn't see, but if he was eligible to pitch, I'm going to assume it was probably a bullpen catcher because it's like, okay, I'll catch bullpens a little soggy. But if it is a pitcher, if someone from Northeastern and who knows what's going on at Northeastern knows more, Please enlighten us because I would love to know. But this was one of my favorite things I've seen because you're familiar with bullpen shenanigans, are you not? I have participated. I don't think this is a bullpen catcher because in the background you see someone else in gear. Yeah. And this was, I believe, in the fourth inning. You're not going double barrel in the fourth. They were up two to zero. So I think this is probably a pitcher that pit that threw a previous day, you yeah. know, and was just down there to, for the vibes. I love bullpen shenanigans, Mr. Shock, because it goes from total circus to, hey, we need you to make sure we don't lose. <laughs> and you just have to change your vibe. In it. It's like, hey, you know one of the few things in sports other than a foul shot where every eye is on you and your control the whole pace? Well, you're going to go do that. The only thing I yeah. know for certain about this video other than it being hilarious is the fact that they're going to have very dry mouths out in the bullpen. Like, if they have a pitcher who licks his fingers, it's probably his command's going down. Chapped lips. Oh. Dehydrated gents. Yeah, it's the Northeast. I think it's windy up there. It doesn't look like there's any shade for miles <laughs> up in that Northeastern bullpen. Uh, last, last couple things here. Both TCU and San Jose State scored 30 games. 30 games. Scored 30 runs in a game this weekend. That's a lot. Of, okay. That's 60 runs between the two of them. That's a remarkable amount of runs. Now, they got there in incredibly different ways, and I just want to shine a light on how different, 
how many different ways you can get to 30 runs. TCU, uh, this was yesterday on Saturday, TCU beat Kansas 30-3. to Okay. Okay. Kansas, the uh, perennial doormat of the, <laughs> of the big, of the big eleven, because that's what we—they only have eleven in that conference, because uh, Iowa State doesn't have a team. The Kansas Jayhawks walked seventeen TCU Horned Frogs on the afternoon. Seventeen walks on the afternoon is not what you want. At all. I did some math. That's 68 pitches were balls for those walks. So 68 of the pitches thrown, just non-competitive? Kansas had two walks versus 17. There were only one, two, three, four, five home runs. 30 runs on five home runs feels really, really nuts, 30 right? divided by five. Let's do some Stephen Shock's save. 18 pitches. hits. They scored, they scored 30 runs on 18 hits. Those five home runs would have to be six run home runs to get to to get to thirty. Did you know? That? Thanks, thanks, Sean. No problem. Thanks, Which Sean. is not not feasible. Not feasible. Thank you. Meanwhile, uh, San Jose State University beat Air Force. That's what they can get for their service. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, they beat Air Force thirty to nine. Now this one's great. Only seven walks. Okay, but and only two home runs. They scored thirty runs. With two home runs. Now, this is... 27 hits. They had 27 hits. Okay? 30 runs. Only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 extra base hits. So they had... uh, uh, Do some quick quick, quick maths. 16 singles. (laughs) Damn, what is a singles night? What What is this, Bumble? 16 singles? <laughs> what? See, like, this is the point in the podcast where if anyone in the military who's not in the Air Force is listening is going, well, it's the Air Force, obviously. But as a civilian, I think it's kind of messed up. I think it's yeah. kind of disrespectful to the troops because these people go on yeah. to service, don't they? I think. Yeah. It, it, like, here, here's a question. Yeah. Is beating the Air Force Academy 30 to 9 putting our country at risk? That's a great question. Wow. Um, is it treason? I, I think treason's a word. <laughs> I think, you know, where you're doing crimes against the nation. I think that's, you know, in, in terms of treason, it's pretty light. But I still think anything above. Light. If you're going to choose to win against Air Force, you should only win by one. That's my rule. It's diet tre- diet treason. <laughs> um, treason zero. Thing, Maxwell Co- Reason zero. Maxwell Costas. You want to talk Just about a beast. He is a beast. He's one. He plays for Maryland, and he's a great hitter. I believe he, like, every summer league he goes to, he's player of the year. That's just – I'm pretty sure that is a fact. And, you know, his brother Marty played at Maryland as well. They're both great players. But Maxwell Costas put out in an interview talking about his battles with anxiety and depression. And I think this is so good for – not just college baseball, but college sports in general. Cause you know, there's so many things like so many people can use this against you, like scouting wise and going on to the next level. Scouts will be like, Oh, well he's kind of a wild card mentally. Well, guess what? Doesn't fucking matter. He can play baseball good. So who gives a shit where his brain is? The dude is an absolute beast. He, 
he was talking specifically in the article about one night where he had like five home runs, four or five home runs in one game, and like it was the saddest he's ever felt. And that breaks my heart. But what really kills me about it was like Kendall tweeted about this, and the amount of replies from former collegiate athletes was just enamoring. It was really eye-opening because, you know, not to make it about myself, but I struggled with anxiety from time to time in college and also got pretty sad. I don't like calling it depression because, you know, people go through it way worse, definitely. But, like, I had to see a therapist. And, like, that was something I was terrified of scouts hearing because this was back my junior year when people thought, like, or when I thought I was going to try to play pro ball. Then eventually I was like, no, fuck that noise. I don't want to do that. But – there's such a stigma around mental health and athletics where like, oh, you got to be the toughest guy in the yard. You got to you got to not have any problems. You got to have a clean brain. Well, guess what? That's never, ever going to fucking happen. Everybody in the NCAA who, you know, is going through something, not everybody, but so many people go through it and they're scared to say anything because it's so stigmatized. It's 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 people take it as a display of weakness and it just pisses me off to no end because the people who get help those are strong people those are people who are not afraid to admit their flaws they go through it and they say hey look coach i'm dealing with these demons let me get help and i will still ball out for you and that's exactly what maxwell costas does he has 13 nukes on the year and he's helping maryland go to one of their most historic seasons if not their most winning season in school history and as we know there was that guy named dick who threw a no hitter a long time ago so they've had some pretty good stuff but it it just really pisses me off how how little concern there is from the ncaa around mental health it's like yeah like there's a lot of problems within the ncaa that i think need to be addressed and most people think it's around oh these college kids shouldn't make money they shouldn't get free cars guess what they fucking should but even better than that and even more important than like NIL and scholarships and all of that stuff is the actual health of these athletes. And, you know, it's something that like the NCAA has not done anything to help with. Like, I think there's like a big generational gap, too, because you have a lot of the coaches come from an older generation. Right. I'm not I'm not trying to like call out any coaches specifically that's not what i'm doing here but there's just a generational gap in terms of how mental health is talked about um in society yeah right and just because you have this generate like you don't want to admit weakness to your coach because it could impact your playing time or your future or whatever and so you have like a series of incentives where you're not encouraged to seek help but in reality, and like Costas talks about, asking for help is strength. It right? really is. Admitting that you that you need assistance, whether it be therapy or talking to your friends or taking meds, like that's the hard part. I shocker, I take meds. Yeah. I take sad boy meds. You know, I, I go to sad boy therapy. I, I, I have my I'm I'm down and to I talk respect about you it. For but like, it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's it's the type of thing where even people who like Costas or you know, or me in some ways, we've both had our success in our various fields. It doesn't make you happy. No, that's not necessarily what makes you happy or makes you feel fulfilled. And so I think when we look at athletes and college athletes, it's even college athletes are not getting anything tangible for what they're doing. Right. If you're there are things that you take with you, the experiences, the memories and, and, and the life lessons and et cetera, et cetera. 
when you're in the moment and all you're getting is recognition that you know is a bit of for a lot of people a flash in the pan and i'm sure that's something that you last you were like wow this is sick but like what happens when this when the music's up yeah right exactly. and i just got to be a real person who's not dancing you know i'm not just like a viral video anymore yeah and that's hard dude that's hard to like go to bed and sleep with yeah every day. It, and like it's one of those things where i was very fortunate that like one i read i read a few books about like mental health and like figuring out i can't even remember the name of the books because i was so immersed in the pages but there was a lot oh god i can't even remember it but it was a book about why why are you doing what you do and for me it was something that helped me a lot when i was struggling because it was like well it, it was the most simple thing it was like why do you why do you do what you do like why do you play baseball and it was about just like learning to play sports with a purpose and learning to live life with a purpose. And like, I got very fortunate for me, like when I was down, I just remembered that the reason I feel I exist is I know life is hard as shit for everybody else. And I just want to make it easier for people. Like if I can make someone laugh by tweeting about how much diarrhea I have, I'm going to do that. Got a lot yeah. of it. Got a way, lot of way too much. You ate Indian food last night. I know you're there with me. And and lunch yesterday, and lunch today, and dinner tonight. Oh my! Four meals in a row. Oh my God! But but my no, but my body's I'm trained to it. Like I I stay sturdy. <laughs> you got the iron gut, but like just remembering why I do what I do, and like for a lot of athletes, I think the most important thing you can realize is you aren't just a college athlete, like. Like you go to any college class and if there is a college athlete in the in the class, first day of class when you're doing icebreakers, it's okay, say an interesting fact about you, say say like your favorite movie and then your major. And everywhere it's I'm a baseball player, I'm I'm a football player, I'm I'm this. Sure that's interesting. But frame it in I play this. Cause at the end of the day, you might think, you know, football's life, baseball's life, but it's just some shit you do. Shouts out to our sponsor getting a job. Yeah. You also need to get a hobby yes. because if you let the sport define the totality of who you are, that's ending at some point. Whether it's me, whether it's you know my little league kids that are gonna quit when they're twelve, whether it's Ken Griffey Jr., whomever. Time comes for all of us because we all get old, right? And so, diversify the assets. Yeah, for lack of a better term. And ask for help being uh, that is that is strength. Uh, let's let's go ahead and skip beyond D1 this week. Shouts out to uh, all the D3 teams who are going to get into the tournament tomorrow morning. And shouts out to the ones who you do are beyond D1. You are be, you are all beyond D1. It's bubble day, baby. Bubble but day. you're even more than that. Remember that. And also to Bingo. end the mental health chat. Chat. Yeah. If it. you need anything, I, I can't do much. I can talk, though, and I can listen. If anyone yeah. needs to talk, I'm happy to do it. I'm there. Same. Yeah. If anybody needs to talk, reach out to Shock. Don't fucking talk to me. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it. That's fine. I'm kidding. That's fine. I'll, I'm I will. Kidding. If you need to talk to me, go through Shock. No, I'm just kidding. I am the assistant. Uh, yeah. You're my secretary. Uh, thank you all for listening this week. No Jordan Schusterman. We still love because, him. Like I said, still bumped that umpire. Um, so he's suspended indefinitely. 
But we'll be back next week with more Shock Factor. Anything else, Stephen, before we uh, let, let these beautiful people go? No, I've just been I've been off ever since you mentioned I was on the Jordan wedding bubble. I'm going to try to figure out how to increase yeah. my Steve P.I. and get get invited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Steve P.I. is so good. <laughs>